0: say they Gekuscht die penim lach, satz of afzatz.
1: silent tears. Welcome to Arts Live and Local here at KMUN. This is Carol, glad to be here with you. Today, uh, January 27th, 1945, was the, quote, liberation, unquote, of Auschwitz-Birkenau by the Soviet Red Army. And January 27th is considered International Holocaust Remembrance Day for the six million Jews and the vast millions of other victims of Nazism. I just got this music last night. Thanks, Nick, for helping Facilitate putting this on, and a huge thanks to Dan Rosenberg, the producer in Toronto. It's a CD called Silent Tears, The Last Yiddish Tango, based on testimonies of women who survived the Holocaust. It was a project that began with Dr. Paula David when she launched a poetry program to help Holocaust survivors at retirement homes in Canada deal with long-term trauma from horrific crimes, sexual violence, human experimentation, forced sterilization, some experiences which they had not even told their families their entire lives. So we have... The works, and that's what I'm going to be featuring today, and sending all of this, the music, the spirit, the arts, all out to all people suffering from injustice and violence. Molly Applebaum wrote a memoir, diary and memoir, buried words. She's now 92 and lives in Toronto. As a child, she was buried underground in a box on a farm in Dombrova, Poland, with a small hole to breathe for two years and had to deal with the cold filth being covered with insects and sexual abuse. There are many, many people in the world today. Not very many survivors of the Holocaust left. So when you have an opportunity to hear from them, I urge you to do so. Tragically, there have been many more violent acts and genocides still going on today all over the world. And we have lessons to learn biggest one is to listen to other people, empathy, compassion, and activism to make differences in the world. Special healing goes out to Hope and Reva and Susie, and Linda and Bob P. To so many more right here in our neighborhood. And for joyful events, I've got some happy birthday wishes for tomorrow, our own Marco. Happy birthday, Marco. And happy birthday, Sharon. And to Cheryl J. at the end of the week. And to Margaret on February 2nd. And also happy anniversary to Ned and Lulu. 44 years. Why it seems like only yesterday lemon meringue pie was promised. Okay, if you weren't there, it's an in joke, I know, but it was for real. Well, folks, you're here at Arts Live and Local, and that's because we believe, me and lots of other folks, including my guests right now, that the arts is the best way to heal and put love in the world, along with humor and joy, community, and all sorts of other good things. So my first guest has been doing that at least for a few years that I know, and I have a feeling just based on just meeting her again, that uh, she's been doing it a lot longer. Sadie Mercer is my guest, she is the proprietor of Maggie's on the Prom, and uh, welcome, Sadie. Thank you so much, Carol. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here. And uh, what caught my eye was to see that the Pacific, Pacific Story Slam was starting up again. Or actually, it did happen last weekend.
2: Yes, last week was the last, or was our first week um, uh, back for Pacific Story Slam. We were really excited, so I started Seaside Story Slam in 2019 with a really long 17-week series of uh, Story Slams. I was really ambitious. More ambitious than I uh, probably could have been, <laughs> and uh, but we had lots of themes and lots of storytellers, lots of great stories told, and uh, it was so much fun. And one of the winners of that story slam was Diana Kirk from Workers Aha. Tavern in Astoria. Aha. I wondered <laughs> and... <laughs> how that happened. Okay. Yes, um, Diana is an amazing storyteller herself. Yes. Uh, she 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 rightfully won, and she likes to tell people that for the grand slam that brings back all the winners to tell one more story uh, to see who is the best storyteller of them all. She likes to claim that she lost to the mayor of Seaside just because simply it was in Seaside. And uh, but it, it was they both they both tell amazing stories. Uh, Jay Barber was the mayor at that time. And anyway, both Diana and Jay tell really amazing stories, uh, really fantastic. And so so
1: let's back up a little bit, though. Um, you, we both use the term story
2: slam what does that mean? Yeah, Story Slam is a live storytelling performance competition where members of the audience tell a story to a theme and the stories have to be uh, true, they have to be their story, and they have to be told in the first person narrative and they cannot exceed five minutes. Sometimes they do. Um, We don't have a shepherd's hook to yank people off stage (laughs) if they happen to go over the five minutes, but it's part of the judging criteria. And then um, members of the audience, every Member of the audience gets to uh, put their vote in for who told the story best for the evening. Now, did they have notes? No, no notes are allowed. It has to be from memory. So the, the stories that you tell your buddies around the campfire, those are the stories that we want to hear, uh, except they have to be the true ones, the true oh, yeah. stories that you tell your buddies <laughs> not, around the campfire. Not the fish
1: that got away. Right.
2: Yes. <laughs> not those. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's really fun. The, the stories are so varied. Uh, and, you know, really the inspiration comes from the moth yes. uh, radio. It's so much fun to listen to. I, I keep, you know, I remember the stories. I don't remember the, the people right, sometimes right. you know i remember the stories and mm-hmm. and the truly really great stories are the stories that you retell other people like you have to hear the right. story it was all about this right. xyz and anyway And those are the really uh, fantastic storytellers that that make you remember the story almost verbatim now are you yourself a storyteller I'm I'm learning to be. I mean, for sure, I, I think it it comes naturally. Um, like for me to to tell stories, just my family is that way too. Uh, but really, like honing my craft of storytelling, no, I am I am as much a novice as as everybody else. Just stepping up, uh, getting kind of surprised by the story slam, just stepping up as a a novice. Like I am definitely a novice at storytelling. So
1: what made you step up to um, start having these story slams and Fantastic that you had a venue. I still haven't gotten, I was planning to go to Mary uh, Maggie's on the prom, and then the pandemic hit, and I don't go anywhere. Yeah. So um, I guess you have a space, and how did you decide? You wanted to do this,
2: yeah. So my dad lives up in Olympia, Washington, and there's a really amazing story slam competition up there. It's called Story Oly, and they've been going for seven years now. Elizabeth Lord has been the um, the the grand dame of the storytelling realm up there uh, for that amount of time, and she's really fantastic. And 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 I went just as a spectator uh, with my dad. He encouraged me. He had gone for a, a couple of times. They have it monthly, and uh, and then I went up and. I thought, wow, this is really something special. And uh, it's really enjoyable hearing other people's stories from their own words. Did your dad Um, tell a story that night? He didn't. No, he didn't tell a story (laughs) that night. Uh, My dad tends to be a little timid for um, getting up in front of people. And uh, that's not something that he and I share. Uh, I'm not (laughs) timid in getting in front of people, but uh, he is. And so he, he takes a lot more coaxing. And I will say that the venue for Storioli is significantly different than Maggie's. They have, uh, I think, around a 250 person Ooh. capacity, oh my and goodness. it's regularly standing room only. Uh, oh it's very goodness. popular. So, and there's a stage with lighting and recording. Oh, so, so it's, it's a like little, a theater. Um, it is wow. a bar. It is a. It is a bar. Yeah, it's it's a very large bar. Wow. Um, they actually just moved venues, and I just attended the uh, November Story Slam at, at Storioli, and it was packed to the hilt. It was standing room only. Back to back. I mean, it was it was really something. Do you have
1: to be 21 then to go? Because it's a bar. For oh.
2: those for those venues, yes. Yeah. And, and my for Pacific Story Slam, uh, Maggie's is the only venue that is not. Uh, 21 and over so you
1: are open this is good to know folks yeah. um so uh diana won at that first one although not the grand slam right but we know why <laughs> Because <laughs> yes, she is terrific. So then, what happened?
2: Yeah. So she she approached it me. It was and,
1: the C- seaside story slam. It was at first. It was seaside yeah.
2: story slam in twenty nineteen. Right. Yeah. And then uh, and then she came to me and she said, "Boy, this is really something. Like, what do you think about making this a competition between bars, a competition between towns?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm all for that. You know, I'm I'm all for any other opportunities. Number one for business because that's sure. that's part sure. of the reason that we're sure. doing it Fair is uh, for for nights that are slow, mm-hmm. something to do." Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm myself, am always looking for something to do, especially on the rainy nights in the winter. I want something to do. This is fun. So you know, for any sort of opportunity for uh, bringing in business to other businesses, and also just to hear more stories, yeah. you know, I'm all for it. And uh, so Diana and I kind of launched out doing that, and uh, Carla from Workers, I'm sorry, Carla from North Beach Tavern in Long Beach came on with us. So on it's the a peninsula, three on the peninsula. Oh, yeah. this is an interstate. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and she came on with us and so we we three we three lady bar owners mm-hmm. uh did the Pacific Story Slam in 2020 and it was a 10 week series and we had two left to go before our grand slam the grand championship and covid shut us down Ew. for that and we kind of we thought about going online with it going virtual and we decided that that was not the best course yeah, um good. and so we we said ah, we'll we'll come back to it when it's the right time and And uh, we thought that this was the right time.
1: Well, I, for full disclosure, I uh, attended, I think it was two of them, not at Maggie's again, uh, I'm out in Brownsmead, but uh, at Diana's uh, Worker's Tavern. And I loved it. It was so much fun. And uh, it was tricky getting a seat. I was lucky. I got one of those high seats so I could actually see. Um, But it was so much fun. And the atmosphere, the spirit, even though it's a competition, everybody was having fun, laughing, cheering one another, and very positive uh, kind of event. Are there any guidelines to kind of keep folks in, and then give us the topics, too, how that works.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So so the guidelines, we kind of talk about at the beginning of uh, the competition, what the expectations are of the audience, because storytelling is super fun, but it's also can be really intimidating. Standing up in front of even five people yeah. can be intimidating, let alone a full house which last year you know we had several times diana had several times carla was always busy uh at north beach so it, it can be really intimidating um and even if you're used to public speaking when you're telling a story that is of yourself oh, yeah. that 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 ups the ante a little bit um and so that that is the challenge so we ask the audience to be supportive no politics uh that's not the place for it and um you know we're this isn't we're not here for stand-up routine i'm all for that but just not at that time and uh so, yeah, there's there's definitely rules uh, that, you know, we want the audience to be supportive. We so, we clap for everybody, and yeah, you know, uh, yeah. because really it takes effort to do that.
1: I, I, I appreciate because I wasn't even thinking of it from the performer's point of view. I was thinking about the audience, but oh. you're absolutely right. It really helps the performers to know it's a friendly audience. Nobody's trying to rip you down. Absolutely. Um, but the uh, stories... Some of them are hilarious, roll-on-the-floor laughing. Some of them were very poignant. Absolutely. So it ranges completely, and uh, all of them were in some way personal, which definitely adds to the appeal um, and empathy with, between the two. So now, what I, did you start off at the very beginning by giving a topic like when you were doing the seaside, yes, okay, yeah. So, how it, do you choose your topics, and
2: what are they? <laughs> uh, it's a really good question. Yeah, uh, well, seventeen weeks. Uh, it was oh, it was God. more challenging with yeah. seventeen weeks of of uh, topics, and you know the the main important part is that it's a generic topic and something Mm -hmm. that some, that everyone can try to find a story in. And actually this last week, this first week that we had story slam Pacific story slam for this season, it it was a little rough. I, I, I was surprised at how rough it was, but that, that uh, theme was um, bad influence. And I thought, Oh, for sure. Somebody can (laughs) come up with something. Everyone can come up with something. And then as we started talking about it, even, us lady bar owners who are running this competition who we kind of at the beginning, we try to tell a story of our own just to kind of get the ball rolling. And we all had a little bit of difficulty coming up with a story and we're like, Oh, this might be a little more rough than we had anticipated. So that one, yeah, which it seemed like it was a great topic, especially, you know, trying to kind of get it out of folks like, Oh, were, were you the bad influence or was somebody else the your, you you know, <laughs> yeah, a bad influence on you. And um, anyway, it's supposed to be very generic though. Any of the topics, so the upcoming topics that we have, we have customer service, is in February, <laughs> and customer service. Everybody's been a customer, and uh, and most folks have um, have given customer service in some type in their life, mm-hmm. and and so yes, I hope to have that be a, a better topic for um, kind of drumming up more stories. Okay, before you go on with topics, uh, so what happens? People show up
1: with a story and they sign their name or they come and tell you or I mean what if 25 people want to tell stories how do you decide who gets to tell a story?
2: Yeah so uh, it's very rare that we get very many people who are willing to tell a story without some sort of coercion. Um, (laughs) I I go around and, and try to uh, rouse people out of their seats to tell <laughs> stories. Um, I kind of chide them into doing that. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Um, for example, this week at Maggie's, uh, this last, this last story slam mm-hmm. at Maggie's, um, only half of the people that were in the restaurant had even heard of story slam. They didn't know oh. they were there for story slam. They just happened to be there at the same time. Oh, and so on each table, uh, at the, at the bars, um, There are sign-up forms, and they they sign up with their name and their topic, and then it just kind of goes into a hat, and we pull at random who is first and who is second, and um, and then... As we pull those, we also have the Curious Questions, uh, which is also an absolutely borrowed idea from the Moth Slams and Storioli. Uh, this this week's Curious Question, uh, which everyone answers and then we read them kind of in between stories. Oh, as yeah. something else to hear. But uh, the Curious Question this week was uh, if you were on death row, what would you order for your last meal? And so it's just something for people to, you know, get into. And the, the, last, the last time <laughs> we had somebody say, like, heavy. a chocolate cake with a hacksaw and you know, ah! like there was people were very creative with their final meals, you know, lots of lobster, lots of steak and, and all of that. But it really is supposed to just be fun and uh, something to engage folks, even for the folks that are not willing to stand up and tell a story. Right. So um again,
1: since I haven't been to Maggie's on the prom, my guest is Sadie Mercer, the proprietor, the owner of Maggie's. Uh, is it a restaurant bar? Is that it? Or what?
2: It is. Yeah, it's we're, a, we're um, an elevated dining restaurant. What, um, what does that mean? Uh, fine dining, except Elevate. not, I don't have crumb sweepers and, and uh, <laughs> major D's, you know. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, yeah, I, I thought you. Mean... It's not fast food, it's it's, it's elevated. Uh, 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 and yeah, and it doesn't mean you. that you get in an elevator. In right. I mean, you eat. could. That There's an the... elevator that comes I've up never to the heard restaurant, that term. but uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> elevated eating. Okay, folks, I learned something new every
2: program. Okay, so um, what are some of the other sub? That you've got lined up. Yeah, so this this time we're just doing a very short series, and it's once a month, and so January, February, March. So January was bad influence. Uh, February is customer service, and March is uh, lucky or luck. And so, and those three oh. subjects. We will bring, each bar will bring their winners to the Grand Slam, uh, the Grand Championship, and that'll be at Workers' Tavern. And then they get to, the Grand Champions, all nine of the Grand Champions will then get to pick their own topic for their final story told. Wow. A story told. (laughs)
1: You know, that's the name of of our programs here, a story told. Um, Okay. How do people find out about this when it's happening, etc.? Do you have it
2: posted on a website or uh, the best there... way is Facebook? Uh, we are we have our Pacific. <laughs> I saw that. Look, yeah, here. I'm not on <laughs> Facebook. So uh, Pacific Story <laughs> Slam has its own Facebook page, oh, okay. and you can also um, contact any of the bars. Again, North Beach Tavern in Long Beach, Workers Tavern in Astoria, and Maggie's on the Prom and Seaside, and uh, we have all that information uh, as well. Okay. When is the next one happening? So the next. Next one is on February 9th at North Beach Tavern. Oh, that's soon. It is, yeah. yes. Um, and then February 12th for Maggie's on the Prom, February 15th for Workers' Tavern. And uh, again, that customer service theme there. And then uh, in March as well. So, Okay. Fantastic. Sadie
1: Mercer, the, the um, instigator <laughs> of the uh, Pacific Story Slam right here in... Clatsop and Pacific Counties. And um, it's, uh, it is a blast. I don't even have to say it sounds like a blast. I know it's a good time. (laughs) And you can, uh, but you do have to be, not for Maggie's, for Maggie's any age. Correct. Um, But of course, little ones aren't gonna really go for this. It's (laughs) sitting around selling. But, um, but for the other two, they are Strictly bars, so you have to be 21 plus. Um, too bad. I was going to send my granddaughter and, and daughter in Olympia, but she's only 15. Yep. So she'll have to wait six <laughs> years. Oh, my God. Good storyteller, though. Thank you so much for coming in, Sadie. And thanks for initiating this uh, arts uh, community event. Absolutely. And good time for all. <laughs> thanks okay. for having me.
2: Come to Story Slam. Okay.
1: <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. I have another piece of um, music from the uh, Silent Tears album. And the group that uh, created this album, or the, the musicians, performers, uh, the Payadora or Payadora Tango. And again, this is uh, poetry and stories of. Uh, survivors of, the women survivors of the Holocaust that have been put to music. And today, January 27th, is the 78th anniversary of uh, the liberation of Auschwitz-Birkenau. And how ironic that it was the Soviet Union, the Soviet Red Army, that liberated the camps. And today, We're in a whole nother position. What a crazy world. If only we could all take our music and songs and poetry and stories and share them with one another, painful and joyful, and uh, stop the violence. (laughs) ¶¶
3: Wenn es spreizt, da bitte der Wind, geh nimm dich herum. Und beise Winden blosen und wehen um mich herum. Wachmurende Deck, eiskalte Nacht, der Säule ist dicker.
4: pokryć się od stóp do góry inne marzenie, me dziewczynka gdy ciepło tuli ją do
3: snu Zizdzi spekulacje a mi i klojmy z ich waremen i zapracje kein Pelz, kein Mantel, helfen nicht, es hilft kein Stroh, kein Heim. Wo boilen deine gute Menschen, so du sein.
1: Another piece from Silent Tears, and the this is uh, performed by the Paadora or payadora Tango, and uh, featuring Marta Kosiorek. Bitter Winter was the name of that piece. You can find this music online, and again, thank you to Dan Rosenberg for... Uh, generously providing this music, also music from Ukraine and, uh, and music from Syria and Romani people. And it's, um, it's amazing how so many people all over the world this is happening. Dan is in Toronto. I've never met him. I never heard of him until a year ago when he contacted me. And then I find out he uh, was the producer of a couple of our Rough Guide albums, also Afropop, and a whole bunch of things. And um, KMUN in Astoria is the beneficiary. That is to say, you and me, all of the listeners, uh, and uh, of course, supporters. That's what's kept us alive for 40 years. Isn't it amazing? Um, KMUN.org. Well, my next guest is someone whose work I started to see as soon as I saw it, I liked it. And I'm not, I, I can't even tell you why. Sometimes I know right away it's colors or it's the, I love watercolor or of course subject matter uh, but with Lindsay Arts oh and her name also got me <laughs> although I know it's her, from it's a married in name it but is. boy did you choose well <laughs> it's spelled A A R T S so not only is she called Arts but she also gets to be ahead in the phone book when there were phone books, because it's a double A. <laughs> so good job. Uh, so, uh, I really appreciate Lindsay's work. And I was delighted to discover that she is the featured artist uh, at this time at the Riversea Gallery. With uh, The name of the show is Cork and Lead, Telling the Gilnet Story. Well, it couldn't be more relevant, and of course, with Fisher Poets Gathering coming up, the timing is amazing as well. But it was before that. Um, Lindsay has been here. She's not a virgin on KMUN. No. She came in with Ben <laughs> Rosenberg because she was part of the, um, the ship show. That was one of my favorite titles, ship show, because you had to be careful how you said it. (laughs) Which I think is still up until the 31st,
5: is that? Um, No, it's actually come down yesterday, I believe, was the the last day. Well,
1: folks, if you didn't get there, you missed (laughs) out. It was at the college, uh, which is a great big space, and it was a wonderful show. Um, So thanks to Ben and, and, and Class of College for that. And... This show is all Lindsay's work, and I'm going to let her describe, but I'll just read this line. These imaginative collage and mixed media works captured, capture the storied heyday of gill netting on the lower Columbia River. The show runs through February 7th, and then, if there's anything that isn't sold, it will go into the archive area, and be there during Fisher Poets Gathering. Another wonderful thing about this show is that it um, it was created either much of the work, all of the work. I'm not sure. Lindsay will tell us yep. uh, during her artist in residence with a Story of Visual Arts. Now, folks who listen. To to Arts Live and Local, know that last week I had the current AIR, Anna Kaufman, and her mother, who is a former AIR, Denise Monahan. And I uh, so appreciate the concept that Astoria Visual Arts brings in and gives space to new, emerging, and even old artists not in age necessarily but in experience and uh, Lindsay wow what she did with that time so welcome back to kmun Lindsay. Well, thank you
5: for having me congratulations
1: it. on this show well, and um you. the connection between river sea and ava right now is that a percentage of the sales of Lindsay's work uh, part of the commission um that would be the galleries, is going to be uh, given to the AVA. And I might as well tell you that also Noel Thomas' retrospective is in the uh, alcove right now, and also part of that is being given to AVA for their Miss B project. So you can feel really good (laughs) about this. So, Lindsay, what have you done Oh boy.
5: (laughs) What What a question. What is this? All right. So this is basically the culmination of my six month period of time as the artist in residence with a story of visual arts. Um, My time in residence was from July through through December. um, And almost all the work was created in the studio that they offer me during that time, um, with some being created shortly after that time up to the time of the show so.
1: did you did you um have this concept when you went into the no.
5: residency so no. basically i went into the residency wanting a chance to do something a little different um and i wanted to start be, being more illustrative with my work and think about storytelling and um you know, most of my work resol- revolves around landscapes of the area and are kind of inspired by that. Uh, but they're not necessarily particularly conceptual; they don't always tell a story. Um, and eventually, I'd like to start writing and illustrating uh, books at uh-huh. some point in my career—not now, but at some point. Okay. Uh, and so I thought this would be a great opportunity. So I picked um, a store I picked a topic, and I decided on sort of. I thought fishing, well, that's a ginormous topic (laughs) in this area. Little did I know, I'm an outsider. So I thought, well, let's just pick something that I know absolutely nothing about. Wait,
1: I want to correct that. You were an outsider. Oh, no,
5: I haven't (laughs) been living here that long.
1: That's okay. You're here now. Part of the family. Okay, go ahead. Um,
5: But I decided to focus on gill netting Uh, sort of the heyday of gill netting and the canneries. Did you know about gill netting? No, I knew basically nothing. So I spent a good portion of my residency doing research um, through the Historical Society, Mm -hmm. uh, the Maritime Museum, Mm -hmm. uh, the library, just gathering information. I conducted four different interviews, Mm. uh, which were by far the best part of my research. With whom? Um. So, a couple of neighbors. Um, The youngest uh, was Erica Clark. Uh, She was uh, a commercial fisherman in Alaska. Mm -hmm. And then my neighbor, uh, Rex Simantel. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's been fishing for a very, very long time. Um, Al Olson, and um... oh my gosh. That's okay. Okay, I'm blank. I'm all nervous. I'm on the radio. (laughs) Yes, keep talking. It'll come
1: back. So, Um, were the other two also fishers? Yes. Okay. Oh,
5: and, and Sonia Nimi. Oh, from Mexico. There, yes, go. there okay. we go. Yeah. How could I forget? <laughs> she was lovely to speak with. So um, I like you. So you had two women and two men. I did. And they sort of uh, spread over a, a wide range of ages hmm. as well. And so the way that they told the stories oh. uh, sort of reflected that, actually. It was very interesting. Um, but you didn't know that was going to happen. No, I had no idea. Wonderful, so
1: the beauty of original research
5: yes yeah. it, it was it was wonderful, and I learned so much uh, I certainly feel differently about Astoria when you say a fishing town, I'm starting to really actually understand what that means and how deep that goes mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's really interesting um and so I started creating these I work in collage uh, mostly these days did you
1: um ha- have you always worked in collage? No,
5: no. I actually, um, I've worked in a lot of different mediums over the years, and I kind of got hooked on watercolor, and that's sort of where I started. And I actually teach watercolor through the Maritime Museum. Oh, Um. Didn't know. Yeah, so I still do that, but I started during the pandemic making these little collages out of my watercolor Love scraps. Love them. And, oh, And I it was get it. sort of a... Um, it was kind of a personal project, just to play with composition, mm-hmm. and it sort of took off. It sure did, and it's <laughs> it's been this last year has been a wild ride, and it's been wonderful. So well,
1: and you have um, talking about ranges. You have small pieces, yes, uh, both in painting and in collage. Mm-hmm. These are not your. I've never seen collages like yours. Uh, it, it, I love collage, yeah. but yours are different from everything I've ever seen. And I highly recommend folks you head over to the River Sea and see Lindsay Arts work. or are you do you have a website where your art is shown? or go to the River Sea website, of course. Uh,
5: you can go to the River Sea website and all my work that I that is at In River the, Sea will yeah. be there. Um, and then okay. I also have a website. Which is kind of a funny name. It's the business name I sell under at the market. Uh, it's papernoten.com. Oh, that's right. P A yeah. P E R N O T E N.com. And why is that? Um, Noten. So, my husband, going back to my husband who gave me my wonderful last name, <laughs> his family is Dutch. Ah. And I got to learn about Papernoten, <laughs> which is sort of a holiday. Cookie oh. treat kind of thing, and I always joked around that it should be paper noting with an A, and it'd be a wonderful name for a stationery store. <laughs> and I and I sort of just kept the name. Nice, so. nice. Um,
1: I I didn't even think about that, but double A often is mm-hmm. Dutch. Yes, yeah. Okay, so um, so you have uh, quite a variety in size uh, and. The two large ones when you first walk in the gallery mm-hmm. on the right wall. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're stunning. Oh, thank and you. From a distance and from close up, all those little pieces <laughs> of paper. So, are do you? Are I mean, do you sweep up every five minutes or? Oh
5: goodness, no. I'm I'm like Pig Pen from Peanuts. <laughs> um, you know, my mom used to joke when I was a kid. So actually, maybe I have been doing this on some level. <laughs> since I was a kid, she used to joke around that Pigpen had his cloud of dust and dirt, and I always had my cloud of little paper clippings. And wow. that is so true now. Now, I do have to sweep up after every project, otherwise I would just... I would think so. I would be buried. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You'd be elevated,
1: as it were. Exactly. So, so um, The other thing I love are the titles, not the titles necessarily that are written on the piece of paper mm-hmm. with the price, mm-hmm. but the the words that you put in the paintings. Oh, thank For you. For example, you catch the wind, I'll catch the fish. Yes. I love it. I mean, you've got your poetry right there in the painting. Um, you also have this wonderful, large book uh, you called Bits and Pieces. Um, I call it something
5: sort of like a sketchbook. Yes. But it's beyond <laughs> sketches. Tell us about that. So that's a little bit of my own personal portfolio of sketches and things that I did. Uh, This work in this show, I sort of stepped out of the normal media that I used. Uh, I normally work with watercolor and paper and I used acrylic on wood and I did some printmaking um, to sort of create some of my textures. And so that uh, portfolio, if you will, is sort of a must- just a few examples from some of my work. I wanted people to have sort of a sense of the process. Mm-hmm. I mean, a residency is really about not creating an entire something, but more starting something mm-hmm. and experimenting. Process. And process, exactly. Yeah. So I wanted people to be able to see some of that process as part of the show.
1: Well, the book itself is, and it's large format, folks. Yeah. Uh is a work of art and a delight, (laughs) just a delight. (laughs) I did not go in sequence either. I just opened it, then I grabbed a bunch of pages and flipped to someplace else, and I found it fun, charming, and informative as well. I also um, saw that one of your pieces, being a dancer, this Mm -hmm. always catches my eye. Uh, It's called Waiting, in, not what it's called, it's called Waiting for the Run. Mm-hmm. But in the piece is uh, the writing, Waiting Quietly for the Dance of Generations to Start. Yes. Now, what was that for you?
5: So in, in the context of my research and the topic of Gilnet fishing, um, there's so much family history and family pride um, attached to it, especially when you get into people that have been in this area for a very long time. Um, and so you know, there are people that have, um, you know, oh, I still have drift rights from my grandmother or this oh, right. receipt from this um, right. from my grandfather or whatever. And um, it's it's very there's such a history there, generational history, but that also ties into the fact that the salmon they come to the same place generation after generation. They always return to the same place. And so you think about this meeting of two sides mm-hmm. that happens mm-hmm. over time, and it really is sort of a dance of generations. Um,
1: I I loved it. It's huh? great. It, it's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so have you ever gone out fishing?
5: So I grew up in southwest Florida on the Gulf Coast. Oh my. And that's, I have been fishing, but that's a very different kind of fishing. Oh, yeah. and I certainly was never commercial fishing. Right. Um, so my experience with fishing, sort of, uh, other than being out on a boat occasionally in a back bay somewhere, real calm water, um, <laughs> most of it was wade fishing. Just a, a, a bait bucket full mm-hmm. of live shrimp. Mm-hmm. And you walk out on the beach, and I'm knee deep in water, and I just cast my past my line and mm-hmm. hope my bait bucket doesn't float away and <laughs> squeamishly try to put live shrimp on a hook and yeah that was that's my experience lots of memories of doing that with my dad actually. okay yeah. so you haven't been out fishing uh, oh no, no. <laughs> I would love to though I think okay. it would be a wonderful experience there's a call out folks. Oh! <laughs> so, um, how long have you been here so we moved to Astoria in 2017. Okay. Yeah. So have you
1: gone to the Fisher Poets Gathering at all? Have you gotten to that?
5: Um, I have listened to it. Okay. actually. actually. And, and it's
1: coming up again next yeah. month, folks. Um, I highly recommend it. Yeah. And, of course... Since your work is up now, right. you'll have to be there and uh, and meet some of those folks too. I, yes, I'm I, sure I your neighbors to. absolutely uh, are, are part of that. Um, so now that you've dipped, so oh, I didn't do that on purpose. I promise. Into <laughs> this uh, collage uh, form. Oh, before I do that, mm-hmm. uh, did you go to school f- for the arts? Am I assuming that you did? No. no.
5: (laughs) I actually, um, I had planned to when I was in high school, I thought, oh, I might go to art school. Um, I was thinking about going to Savannah College of Art and Design actually. And then I decided that in all of my 18 year old wisdom that I didn't want to go to school and learn to dislike art. I didn't want to make it work. It happens to some people. And I, who knows why? I mean, I was 18. So, um, (laughs) But it's always been a part of my life. And it's really only been in the last 10 years or so that I've worked hard at making it a bigger part of my life. And then eventually now I feel more like a working artist, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. actually having my working galleries. Yeah. And you
1: show at the Sunday market when it's open? is that what I have time? been
5: selling at the Sunday market. In uh, Astoria. In Astoria.
1: Okay. Yes. And then you're teaching at the Maritime. I guess that's why I thought you had... A degree of some sort. Um, you do, but it's from life experience rather well, than... Well, I
5: have a degree. My degree is actually in art history.
1: Oh, it is? Yes. Okay, so it is it is related. It's you related. Got it. You got it in there. Yeah. Okay, and uh, now that you've been doing the collage work, mm-hmm. though, um, do you think you'll continue with that, or you go back to the watercolor, or both, or how does it
5: feel? Um, I think I'm probably going to bounce back and forth a little, and I'm also interested in finding different ways of connecting the two. Um, And so that'll just be an ongoing process in figuring out what works and what I really like.
1: And what about, um, you said at the beginning, uh, you used the word storytelling. I don't know whether you heard my last guest, but it was all about storytelling, right? (laughs) So um, I'm wondering whether that has also sort of inspired you to continue... um,
5: more of that conceptual or do you do abstract work sometimes or I you know I typically don't do abstract work I I am in awe of people that are really great at abstract Mm -hmm. artwork because every time I try I I feel like it's it's never it would take a lot of practice for Mm -hmm. me to feel like I was good at it what Um, about
1: the storytelling
5: oh I plan on continuing storytelling I'm I'm really interested in getting into Writing and illustrating. That's right. You yes. st- said that at the beginning. Yes. And um, and now that you've
1: had all the experience interviewing people, even though it was um, informal, mm-hmm. that's what you were doing. You did it well. And look at all this material and learning you got. So yeah. you're ready to roll. Lindsay Arts, that's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y. She got the A in there, though, twice. Arts. <laughs> A-A-R-T-S. Her show is Cork and Lead, Telling the Gillnet Story, and it is at Riversea Gallery, 1160 Commercial Street, uh, until February 7th, and then some. And the work comes from the Arts in Residence program through the Astoria Visual Arts. Check them out, because you might be the next artist in residence uh, when... Anna Kaufman is done, and who knows what work she's going to pull off this time. Oh, my. God. I can't Everybody's wait to see Everybody's different. It. <laughs> so. Thank you so much, Lindsay. Oh,
5: thank you this so much for great. having me. That's okay. Wonderful. Thank
1: you. I look forward to the seeing where you go from here. And Absolutely. And going back and seeing the show again and again. Oh, thank so. you. <laughs> okay, folks. I do have one more piece that I will put on uh, from Silent Tears. This one is called A Prayer for Rescue, and... I also will come back and tell you what else is going on. Thanks for being here, KMUN.
4: Уж на землю
1: listening to Prayer for Rescue from the new CD Silent Tears, The Last Yiddish Tango, based on testimonies of women who survived the Holocaust. Silent Tears by Pajador Tango, from a poetry program to help Holocaust survivors at retirement homes in Canada, deal with long-term
4: trauma.
1: Again, thank you to Dan Rosenberg, radio producer and presenter, Cafe International, Afropop Worldwide, and more, who is the producer and the provider for KMUN. Thank you so much. And today is January 27th. Tonight at 7 p.m., You can catch every brilliant thing at the River City Playhouse Friday, Saturday, and Sunday this weekend. That's in Ilwaco. Also, at 7.30 p.m., Simple Salmon is at the 10.15 Theater. That's tonight and tomorrow night. Both of those wonderful productions. Tonight, also from 6 to 8, is Peninsula's Got Talent at the North Jetty Brewing, 21 and over in Seaview. And the Liberty is having Days of Swazi. Swayze, sorry, Friday and Saturday. Tonight is Dirty Dancing, and tomorrow is Roadhouse, and uh, that has live music by Brad Parsons. Also at the Performing Arts Center, at the Peninsula Arts Center is Sue Weaver, Little Sue, at 4 o'clock tomorrow. Southwester has a workshop, Not Knowing, Experiments in Writing. And Zoe Winter is at the Southwester. Sunday, Brad Parsons is at Fort George. Tuesday, Fort George has Benefit Night for Classic Community Action and it's the Columbia Forum. Thursday, don't miss Joey Altruda at Winecraft, five to seven, six to eight is bluegrass in Cannon Beach at Burley and the Bean, and the Lovell Ales and Ideas, immigration locally. Thanks for being here, folks. This is KMUN Astoria, KMUN.org, KTCB Tillamook. Carol with the Arts, live and local.